Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. With us today is Tom Ellis, the editor-in-chief of Kathy Merini English Edition, who joins us from Athens to discuss his latest op-ed, which highlights the parallels between Turkey's invasion and continued occupation of Cyprus over 47 years ago and Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Tom, welcome back on The Greek Current. Thanks for having me. Tom, attention is rightfully on Ukraine and Putin's brutal invasion and the risks that this poses for everybody, including Greece. Have we seen this script before, however, with the invasion of Cyprus? Well, I think yes. There are differences, for sure. But I would say mostly similarities. And the clear one is that we have a big power that intervenes, invades militarily, a smaller neighbor, because it feels it has the right to do so, because it feels it has to so-called protect, in the case of Russia, Russians who live in Ukraine and are uh, related with Russia. Many of them, you know, to be fair, identify a lot with Russia, but that doesn't mean you invade the country. And of course, in the case of Turkey, we had the similar thing with Turkish Cypriots. And it's one thing to, um, if you're Turkey, to feel close to the Turkish Cypriots. It's a whole different thing to invade the country and not only invade it, and especially the second part of the invasion, but also occupy a big part of that country for decades. Not that it would be okay if they invaded and then left, but here you have an even worse case where we've been there for uh, almost half a century. We've often heard the line, Tom, that you know if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. This seems to be the case with Cyprus today, where the occupation, as you noted, has been ongoing for almost half a century. Should this be a warning for Ukraine as well? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, given, of course, the global attention because of the size of Russia on the one hand and Ukraine on the other, also the energy angle, which is huge for the whole world. These things were absent in the case of Turkey, Turkey's invasion of Cyprus. So in this case, one should always be wary about what will happen and what a final solution or agreement will be, will look like. I expect personally a more clear path forward, which could include long you know, periods of transition. Although again, you cannot predict what Putin would do, but through the Western mind of ours, the analysis both of us do in cases like that, one could find parts of an agreement being there, like Ukraine not joining NATO, no aggressive or no uh, military forces in Ukraine that could threaten Russia. I mean, you can find the bits and pieces of a possible solution there. But given the demographics of Ukraine, I wouldn't be, if I am in Kiev and I have to decide the agreement, I would always be wary. And in that case, I would always, or I should, I guess, always have in mind the case of Cyprus, where there was an invasion with the uh, aim of protecting or solving, and then you end up occupying for so many decades. So you have to be worried, although one hopes that given the stakes and given the uh, different level of interest on a global scale, there might be some kind of final solution, even if not everyone is happy with what might be agreed. 
Ukraine's President Zelensky is scheduled to address Greece's parliament next week, Tom. Is this a unique opportunity for Greece to remind the international community that, you know, the Hellenic world knows what's going on in Ukraine better than most because of the experience of the invasion of Cyprus? Yes, I think that's one of the cases where not that the whole world will be looking at us because Zelensky is addressing many uh, parliaments, but to the extent that there will be international attention, we should take advantage of that. I don't know if the Speaker of the Greek uh, Parliament or other officials, when they announce the, uh, the speech or when they invite on the air, since I assume will be through Zoom, the President of Ukraine, you can always, in a fine, discreet, but straightforward way, make the point that Hellenism has gone through a painful invasion and mentioned Cyprus and bring it to the attention of the international community. I think that offers us an opportunity to say things that are true, say them in the right way, and have a huge audience in the best possible historic period, when everybody is against the visionism, when everybody is against an invasion. So that, that, I think, if done the right way, could benefit our cause. There are a number of people in Greece and throughout the West who support Putin. For those in Greece, are they missing the obvious parallels here that we've been discussing between Turkey's invasion of Cyprus and Putin's invasion of Ukraine? And, you know, some of them happen to be the most vocal critics of the Turkish invasion. And I'm talking here about the more, let's call them, nationalist part of the body politic or even of uh, just the Greek citizens. And it's really strange, you know, if you side with Putin, but at the same time, you should see the clear differences. I mean, they were very critical of Turkey, more so than, let's say, centrist people, more moderate. Now, I hear a lot of people talk about historic ties with Russia. Okay, sure. There is some, let's call it a special relationship, warm parts that one should not forget how Russia helped Greece become independent. There's the religious angle. We're both Orthodox. And it's great to have a good relation with a big country, which is not very far away. But here we're not talking about the Russian people. We're not talking about Russian history. We're talking about President Putin, who I think, in my opinion, miscalculated, invaded and is destroying a neighboring country. So I don't see how you can be, you know, you can show some understanding with actions like that. This is totally different than the people of Russia, with whom we can always have a great relationship, and we should. But there's no way one rational human being would, especially Greek, feel some special relationship with President Putin right now. It's increasingly clear, as you pointed out, earlier as well, that the West response to Russia's invasion has sent a strong message that revisionism of international treaties and boundaries will be costly. Do you think this message has sunk in in Ankara, which prior to the invasion was openly disputing the sovereignty of Greek islands in the Aegean? Well, I think it does to a certain extent because it's the reality of our times. It's difficult not to, and I think Ankara understands that. But still, they will continue to challenge and I don't think this has changed their strategic goals and what they're aiming at. They might avoid, if they're smart, being seen as a revisionist power right now for a certain period of time. But then uh, they will be back. And then Greek diplomacy has to uh, 
find the way to deal with it as it does over the last few decades and especially the last couple of years where we have a more we see a more aggressive Turkish behavior in our area and with more extreme claims. But I think we are very well positioned to deal with them through our, first of all, military capabilities, but even more so by our alliances with, you know, being part of the European Union, close alliance with the U.S., which seems to, as I understand it, uh, from what I hear from Washington, uh, to be appreciated, not that they don't look to Turkey in a certain way. I mean, Turkey is uh, a big country located in an important region, but Greece is being seen more and more as a credible, serious, major ally. And at the same time, we, over the last decade, over two, three, four Greek governments have done the right thing as far as alliances are concerned in our region with Israel and Egypt, and that is we, Greece and Cyprus together. Tom, thanks for joining us again. Always great speaking with you. Thank you for having me. In other news, Greece's economy is expected to expand 3.5% this year due to higher energy prices and the Ukraine crisis. The IMF said on Friday, lowering a previous 5.4% estimate made last summer. Growth is expected to remain robust despite the adverse impact of the war in Ukraine and high inflation, the fund said in a statement after a staff visit to Greece. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis told President Katerina Sakelaropoulou on Friday that the world likely faces a period of prolonged uncertainty and instability as a result of the war in Ukraine. He noted that the repercussions on the economy are already apparent throughout Europe and the U.S. Finally, Turkey's justice minister said Friday that the government will recommend an Istanbul court close a trial in absentia against 26 Saudi nationals charged with the slaying of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi and transfer the case to Saudi Arabia. The move comes after a request from Saudi Arabia and as Turkey and Saudi Arabia have been working to improve ties. It has raised fears of a possible cover-up of the killing that triggered an international outcry. Amnesty International has urged Turkey to press ahead with the trial, arguing that the case would be placed under wraps if moved to Saudi Arabia. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.